0: I think I understood how real estate investing works, but I didn't really know how it was going to work in the market I was living in. Uh, so once I started going to these meetups and just hearing real stories of how people got into real estate, that's how I was ultimately able to develop a plan and then implement that plan. Welcome, this is the Hot Real Estate Investing Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping others through real estate investing. Our hosts interview guests from all aspects of real estate investing who generously share valuable experiences and advice. Whether you're starting out or an experienced investor, this is the show for you.
1: How's it going? My name is Travis Shelton and welcome to the Hot Real Estate Investing Podcast where I interview guests who want to help others investing in real estate. We keep these podcasts fun, quick, and full of value. And I'm really looking forward to our conversation today uh, with Courtney, a realtor, investor, and outdoor enthusiast. Courtney, thank you so much for joining me today.
0: Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. You were one of the first people I met in Phoenix, one of the first investors, and you helped me tremendously. So I'm just honored to be here today.
1: Awesome. Well, I'm really uh, pumped to have this conversation with you, and I think our audience is going to gain a ton of value from our discussion today. But uh, Courtney, can we start off with, can you give the audience just your 30-second elevator pitch a little bit more about yourself and your real estate focus?
0: Absolutely. So um, my background is in healthcare, actually. I worked as an occupational therapist, and like many healthcare providers, I was really struggling with burnout. Um, so I knew I just could of keep putting money in my 401k and wait till I was 65 to retire and then get out for a year. So started looking into investing. The so list of a lot of podcasts, read a lot of books, um, but I guess was in this analysis paralysis stage. And it was when I actually started going to meetups and meeting people. That's when I really understood how I could get into investing. Um, and after my first meetup, four months later, I got my first property and it was about nine months later, I decided I wanted to jump in full time into the real estate world and actually went and got my license. And now I'm working on building my business and becoming a full time realtor and investor.
1: That's amazing. And I want to clarify one thing Have you left yeah. the occupational therapy world? Are you full time real estate now?
0: So I am full time real estate right now, but I still work here in at um, a hospital job. So I'm usually working like one or two shifts a month. Um, to be honest, my heart's still in therapy a little bit, so I don't want to give up my license completely. Um, and it's nice to have that security too, but <laughs> just having a healthcare um, job available if, if things no, you abs- know absolutely. don't out it, the way. I hope they do. <laughs>
1: it's 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 hard to leave that passion in something you work so hard yeah. for.
0: Absolutely. Um, exactly. I just
1: wanted to clarify, I actually didn't know myself. So, uh, but Courtney, we start all our shows and podcasts with some motivation. So, what motivational quote would you like to share with our audience today?
0: Yeah. So, let me read this so I don't mess it up. <laughs> uh, so, it's actually from Usain Bolt. This is a quote that I found recently. And it, I trained four years to run nine seconds, and people give up when they don't see results in two months. Um, and this is something I'm reminding myself because I've eaten so often on social media and on bigger pockets or podcasts. Um you hear people, you know, they started investing and then like two years, they were full-time investors. They were cash flowing like crazy. And it's easy to be like, that's where I want to be. But when you talk to people who have been in the investing world for a while, you realize it's a marathon is not a sprint and you just got to be consistent and stay with it and you're going to hit this whole run right away you just got to get in the game and keep learning every day talking to people every day um and then that's how you're going to build true wealth long term.
1: i love it i i i uh i know that quote but i hadn't seen it kind of applied to real estate but you're you're so true like i was actually at my meetup last last month or earlier this month and someone was like, oh, you're, you're doing so great, yada, yada. And I'd known this individual for a, a quite a few number of years. But I was like, yeah, but I started investing in 2009. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, real estate is not a get rich quick, but it's get wealthy for long term okay. uh, is what I tell people. And so it's it's one of those things that, yeah, most people go, oh, wow, you're that you're so far. It's like, yeah, but I've been I've been, ki- I've been working on this for a long time. This wasn't an overnight success. Um, so thanks for sharing that quote. I, I really think it's powerful. And I definitely think there's so much that goes on behind closed doors with real estate investors, with the grind and the grit that we all have. And, um, you know, you don't always see the fruits of your labor for quite some time. So uh, really good for all the audience out there. Absolutely. So switching gears to really our main subject, Courtney, how can you help our audience of real estate investors?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I think it's twofold. Um, The first thing is you have to go out and meet people face to face. Um, You can listen to a lot of podcasts, you can read a lot of books, Um, and I did this for a while. And I was in, and it's just led me to being in analysis paralysis for over two years because I like I think I understood how real estate investing works, but I didn't really know how it was going to work in the market I was living in. Uh, so once I started going into these meetups and just hearing real stories of how people got into real estate, that's how I was ultimately able to develop a plan and then implement that plan. Um, because like I said, I was in analysis paralysis for two years. As soon as I went to a meetup and actually talked to people, and saw what they were doing in the market, it was four months later, I had my first property. So in it, I mean, there's so many people out there that have so much wisdom to share, and the truth is, investors—they're nerdy. They love to talk about real estate. (laughs) So, if you're willing to listen and implement the recommendations they provide to you, um, I mean, the resources and the amount of help—the amount of help they can provide you—is just endless.
1: I love that. Maybe, maybe for someone getting started, like, where did you find real estate meetups? Like, where did you go to say, like, oh? I'm gonna go there and then um like did you create a pitch or or how did you kind of go about actually networking within these these different meetups?
0: Yeah, so initially I Googled <laughs> meetups in Phoenix and I found your meetup, Travis, and it was for healthcare professionals. And I thought, okay, this is perfect for me. Um so I think I got lucky in the first meetup I found was actually just an incredible group of people. I will say since then. <laughs> I have been, you know, a lot of them I found through bigger pockets. Some some of them were Facebook groups. Um, I found one on meetup.com. Now, I've been to a few where, you know, I just had a little bit different goals or maybe the vibe was just a little bit different. Um, so you have to find your people. Like you go to one meetup and it's maybe, it, you know, and you guys just don't mesh or maybe you don't feel like it's your, the right energy for you. There are other groups out there. So you just keep talking to people. Um, more recently, I have found social media to be an amazing way to meet people too. Um, you know, it, and this goes beyond like Facebook groups. I really found that when I on Instagram, when I started geotagging more, and um I would have more people pop up that were in my local community. Um, so with that, I was just able to connect with people that were I actually already knew. <laughs> I had no idea they were investors, but they saw like from Instagram that I was interested in investing in real estate in general. And they reached out to me and then I met people through that.
1: That's such a great, important point you mentioned is like, you already knew the people. There's so many people out there that invest in real estate that you would never know actually invest in real estate or have properties or have problem properties. And um, I think it's really key for new investors to not only network, like you said, and get out there and meet other investors, but also to tell all their sphere of influence and the people around them that they are a real estate investor or looking to become a real estate investor. Because we almost all know that realtor or someone with a real estate license, but we almost all know other investors and other people that might we might be able to synergize with or, or learn something from. So I think that's really a, a great key point. And I want to talk a little bit more offline about the, the tracking and some things you do because you yes. do some amazing <laughs> things on social media. And definitely I uh, will include uh, Courtney's uh, in- Instagram and her YouTube uh, in our show notes so that you guys can all follow her because uh, not only is it good content, but it's actually really funny. There's a few of us <laughs> that uh, we really love following Courtney and, and getting a good laugh uh, here and there. So, Courtney, what else? You said there were two things you really wanted to kind of focus on. Um, So, we definitely hit the networking part. So, what was the second part, maybe?
0: Yeah, the second part is this actually should have been my quote just do it like Nike. I, you know, you hear all these stories of like people, their first investment property was this huge cash flowing like machine. And you're like, why can't I find that? Just find a property that's not going to sink you. Um, and as long as the property is in a good location and you can hold on to that property for a while, a property is probably going to be a good investment down the road. Um, might not be bringing you a lot of cash flow today, but, you know, if you do your numbers and make sure it's at least a safe investment, jump on it. Um, because I actually, I came across a property, this was two years ago, it was an amazing opportunity off market, um, but it wasn't cash flowing super high. It was still cash flowing with capital expenditures and even including property management. But it wasn't what I was hearing people were doing on bigger profits. So I said no. And this property now, a couple of years later, uh, it was the one that got away and I'll never (laughs) regret it. So just do it. (laughs) Start getting those properties.
1: Every investor has that story or (laughs) that one that got away or they should have invested sooner. And it, it is tough when you listen to podcasts that are two or three years old or you hear about mm-hmm. certain markets that you hear the 1% rule or the 2% rule and you hear people, like, yeah. I would never invest if it didn't yeah. cash flow ex- at least this X amount of dollars per yeah. month. And every market's different. I think you really hit uh, the nail on the head there that you really have to know your own market and what are investors doing and seeing in, in your particular market or the, the market that you're going to invest in. So really important. Um So what I mean, what ultimately was it like you said you were in this analysis paralysis, you were looking for years, you you couldn't pull the trigger. Was it was it just the meetups? Or was there was there something that happened that really said, OK, I'm done kind of running numbers, I'm going to finally buy something?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I actually or is someone out there yeah.
1: struggling with trying to kind of, or they're in that analysis paralysis phase, like what's, what advice might you give that individual?
0: So I think what actually led me to jump on a property is I talked to someone and they broke down, um, how they obtained their property, their financing monthly expenses. And when I saw that it was a pretty modest return compared to some of these, you know, like the one per several, um, I was like, Oh, I could, I can make this happen. I can jump on it. And so seeing those like specific numbers, I think I'm a very visual person and a numbers person. So that made me more comfortable being like, okay, well, this guy who's really snappy, made this deal and it works for him. Then, you know, I'm going to trust that he knows the process well, and I'm going to then trust um, how he calculated it and apply that to these other properties. That makes sense. Um, and I think the other thing too is, um, you know, be patient. I, you know, was looking, I think I put in five offers on homes before I had one accepted. And this was in the summer of um, 22. So I think that was another thing when I was um, had in my mindset that or my mind that I was determined to get this done. I was more patient with the process and didn't get super emotional when that offer wasn't accepted.
1: Yeah. You got to make a lot of offers. And I think uh, what I heard from the person you looked at their deals is I always tell people success leaves clues. And that just means that those other investors, they know, right. And they've experienced some of that stuff. And um, one of the reasons I do this podcast is to talk to all kinds of different investors, because I learned something with each and every interview and podcast I do. And every single meetup I go to, You know, I go to other people's meetups around the Valley because there's literally never you, you never know everything and you can always hear something or learn something or glean something from a, a newer investor, a more seasoned investor. It doesn't really matter. So really, really love that. Um, so what else? Is there any other advice for somebody that's maybe struggling, whether they're they're burnt out in a healthcare profession or in their W-2 or someone looking to get invested in real estate other than maybe just do it? What, uh, what other advice might you give a, a, a newer investor?
0: Yeah, so I think if your goal um, is to become a full-time investor to lead your W2 job, you know, I it's going to be very difficult and it's going to take a lot. It's going to be longer than you initially anticipate. So find a job that's going to bring in income that you enjoy. Um, I'm 33 years and I, as soon as I was okay with stepping away from healthcare and pursuing, you know, a career as a realtor. Um mm-hmm. I was much more motivated day to day and I was able to dedicate and stay more focused with investing and just building my knowledge. Um, So I would just say, you know, I think social media and some of these investing resources really glamorize the glamorize being a full time investor. But in all reality, it's going to take you some time. Um, unless you have a lot of money or a lot of cash coming <laughs> in. <laughs> but for the average person, it's gonna take a long time. It's not gonna happen.
1: Yeah, I think it's that journey is different for everybody, you know, and, <laughs> and even people with a lot of money, it's harder to replace a lot of income. So it takes them yeah. a lot of time too. And, you know, I, I just I, I go back to it's a journey and and um, you know, I, I really love that you've started and you're on this like great trajectory up. And I wanted to touch a little bit on the social media because you've brought it up and, and we've talked a little bit about it, but what is it about social media that, that you love uh, for, regarding real estate? Like, is it being able to follow a lot of accounts? Is it learning from people? Is it the connecting and the networking? Um, what, what are you kind of getting the most out of social media right now for your real estate investing purposes?
0: For social media, I really have learned how to use that as a tool to connect just my immediate community. Um, so I'm not following as much as, like, these big-time investor influencers. It's more local people. Um, and I've been able to successfully kind of train the algorithms to uh, present more small businesses or other local investors in the area by primarily geotagging. Um, so that's, like, when you post something like a story or a reel, you just add your location in there. Um, and that has helped me tremendously because I'll get DMs from people, uh, or sometimes I'll meet a person at a meetup and then you, you know, Instagram is almost like the new business card, right? You exchange that and you see what people are doing in your immediate local market. Um, and I know Jake Kane talked about this um in a couple podcasts ago, but I mean the key to success is really networking and developing relationships. And I mean, just find that social media is like helps build relationships quite a bit faster than if you're just going to meet up.
1: No, that's great. It's something that I know I don't personally take a lot of advantage of. Um, I'm someone that will say I hate social media and kind of <laughs> have to do it. And I, I, did, I was off I Facebook said that too,
0: though. <laughs> for a lot
1: of years and I finally got back on because of business reasons. And yeah, it's something that I'm always struggling with to, to kind of buy into. And I know there's value there, but it's just actually getting on there and doing it um, and I have a great media company that does all my social media posts, yes. most of my media <laughs> posts, um, so that I don't have to, but I, I do need to get out there and be a little bit more, uh, open to, to the social media aspect. Um, well, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll leave it open to you, Courtney, anything else you want to share with the audience maybe before
0: we get into the hot questions? You know, I think a huge thing is don't be discouraged by what you see on social media. Um, Or actually, on even bigger pockets. As much as I love bigger pockets, you know, I think an example of this, I actually saw a deal that was in Chandler, Arizona. It was really close to me. This guy, he was telling investors not to be discouraged. Um, In our current Phoenix market, you could still find deals, and he broke down all his numbers, um, and he was cash flowing like crazy. And I was like, this is insane. So I went and looked up the property. The one detail he left out was he bought the property in 2017.
1: <laughs> oh, well, of course. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so of course, he was tax-flowing now. So, just don't get discouraged by what you see. Um, and, like, if you see someone that's really, really successful online, it's not always the full picture. And, just to reiterate what I was saying before, go meet people in your local community. That's how you're going to really figure out how to get invested.
1: No, I love it. And a uh, huge proponent of that, you know, uh, and I appreciate that you came and found my meetup and Jake's yes. meetup. And I <laughs> uh, always appreciate all the support that you provide uh, myself and and all the other local investors you know, I do think we're building a really amazing community just out there, people out there oh, yeah. wanting to help each other and, and all kind of see each other's success. Hi, my name is Chris Hallam of Simplicity Lending Group, empowered by Nexa Mortgage. I'm a trusted and experienced loan officer who will work with you to find the best mortgage options for your needs, from first time home buyers to experienced investors. I have a wide variety of loan options and competitive rates, which makes me the perfect choice for those who are in need of creative financing. Contact me today and take the first step towards financial stability. Um, So, Courtney, are you ready for the hot seat? Let's do it. All right. We ask all our guests the same final four hot questions. So, number one, what is one book you'd recommend to someone wanting to know more about real estate investing?
0: Okay. So, if you are a new investor, I would read um, Building Wealth One House at a Time by John Schaub. Uh, a tactical look, if you will, but this guy, he's been through the market um, over 40 years, so he's seen a few stifles. There's some good tidbits in there.
1: Love that book. I have that one on my shelf for sure.
0: Nice. <laughs> um,
1: what is your favorite predictivity tip, trick, or time saver, maybe an app that you use that helps you get more done than the, than the normal person?
0: Okay, so I know this is so cliche to say, but when waking up early, you're gonna get so much more done in the morning, and if you have a hard time waking up in the morning and pressing this news button, put your phone across the room because once you get out oh, of sure. bed, you're up for the day. <laughs> That's a nice. What, okay, what time? Me.
1: What time do you wake up? I gotta ask.
0: Um, yeah, so usually between like four thirty and
1: 5.30. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Not the earliest. The- not the earliest answer we have. I think Landon. What's the got- earliest? God, I think it was like three thirty-seven. It was like a very unique That's just time.
0: That's crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm five ten, but yeah, Land- Landon Moore's got everyone beat thus far.
0: <laughs> That's wild. Um,
1: what's your biggest real estate mistake or failure, and what did you learn from that experience?
0: Okay, so it's probably what I said earlier when that one property wasn't cash flowing like crazy, so I turned it down because now it's oof. It would have been a pretty investment. <laughs>
1: Yeah, (laughs) buy real estate and wait, right? Yes,
0: yes.
1: (laughs) And finally, Courtney, if you can be remembered for one thing, what would it be?
0: I want people to know that I am transparent. And everything I say, I'm going to say it as honestly as possible.
1: That's wonderful. (laughs) And uh, I think a lot of healthcare professionals, you know, I always like to thank you for everything you do for patients. And, you know, I know a lot of us worked really hard for degrees to be able to help other people. And, uh, it's one of my passions for helping people in the real estate investing, but I really do appreciate all the hard work you do for for patients each and every day that you worked and uh, occupational therapists don't get all the love uh, that they should,
0: uh,
1: that's for sure, or the pay that they should, but uh, I appreciate that's you. That's also for sure.
0: Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. I feel you know that a lot of us are servants at heart and I can see that like in your meetup and a lot of the people that you've connected me with- um, there's just some really, really good souls out in the investing world, and yeah, I'm glad I met them.
1: <laughs> no, absolutely. Uh, again, for our audience, uh, the best place for the hot REI community to connect with Courtney is on YouTube or Instagram, and we'll we'll uh, include those links in the show notes. Uh, Courtney, I just want to thank you again so much. This was yeah. a lot of fun. I really yeah, enjoyed. Yeah,
0: absolutely, Travis.
1: Yeah, our time together today and always in, enjoy seeing you in person at the yes. couple meetups that we both attend. Um, I hope for everyone out there that maybe is in analysis paralysis, uh, that Courtney gave you some motivation to, to just do it, right? Get out there and go find your first deal. Uh, it might not be a home run, but it's gonna get you started and you're gonna learn so much from that first investment. Thank you again for tuning in today and commit to take action this week to move your investing forward take care and God bless. Peace.
0: Thank you for listening to the Hot Real Estate Investing Podcast. Check out our website, hotrei.com for additional content and resources. And please take a moment to subscribe and leave a review so we can continue to bring even more value to others through real estate investing.